Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Many years ago, there was an ad on TV, some of you might remember it, some of you might not, for Snickers, the chocolate bars. They're like, I like, I like a good Snickers, maybe you do too. Um, and it had one of the characters, like there was a few people around, whether they were playing sport or on a road trip in a car or something like that. And one of the characters was really, really grouchy and unhappy and they were complaining and whinging and making life terrible for all the rest of them. And then one of their friends turns to them and says, you're hungry, eat a Snickers. And then they eat the Snickers and magically they turn from one actor into a different actor, a whole new character, and they're themselves again. <laughs> and now they're happy and they get on with life. And the line was that you're not you when you're hungry. So, um, and I think the ad works so well because we can all see that and recognize that someone like that, someone like who's complaining all the time and whinging and unhappy and is just, I just don't want to be like that. And hence we can all find that ad so, so funny and so relatable. But that's also what I feel when I see the Pharisees turn up in the Gospels. Just about every single passage that we find them in. And of course, again, in the Gospel that we've read today, they're grumpy and whinging and complaining and finding fault with others. Um, and it just makes me feel that I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live like these Pharisees, grouchy and complaining all the time. Um, they don't seem to be enjoying life, and they're trying to ruin everyone else's fun as well. So I reckon as well, while, while I can realize that I don't want to be like that, God also doesn't want me to live like that. He doesn't want you to live like that. Jesus says to us that I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And while there's still plenty of mystery around what exactly it looks like for us to, to live that life to the full each day, um, I know that what I see in the Pharisees with this whinging and complaining is not living life to the full. So I want to begin by asking us this, what is their problem? What is, what is with them? Why are they so kind of cut off from this life that God wants for them, even though they seem to be following God and trying to do his will. Now, the, the surface issue for them today, the question, the issue that they have in the gospel is they're whinging about the disciples not following certain rules. Now, why are they so anxious about the disciples following the rules? It's because these Pharisees, in everything they do, are only worried about following all the rules. Their whole life is focused on doing all the rules in the right way, they're so closed in on this task of doing the right things and following the rules that they can't think of anything else. They've closed themselves in this defensive little bubble of fear and anxiety of making sure that everything's done right. Now these rules that they're actually in question about today are about being clean and unclean. And let's see why this is so important for the Pharisees because their access to God was through the temple cult, through the worship and the sacrifices and all those things. And if they were unclean, they couldn't participate in that temple God. So therefore, if they were unclean, they were cut off from that access from God. 
And the issue comes when we realize that there were so many ways that they could become unclean in the world. By stepping out of their front door into a public place, they were suddenly at risk of, even if somebody brushed past them who happened to be unclean, that would make them unclean. So they needed all these rules and rituals and practices to, to cleanse themselves when they came back home or to wash their hands before they ate so that they would keep themselves clean. And because their cleanliness was constantly at risk, we can see that their access to God was constantly at risk. If they ever became unclean, they're cut off from this access from God. So we understand why it was so important to them. But the issue is that because in their focus on the rules, they've become so trapped in this anxiety and fear about we must do everything right, they've been robbed of the very life of God that they're trying to have access to. Their anxiety about following the rules blocks them from receiving what God wants them to receive, what God is offering them which is the very purpose of why they're wanting to follow the rules in the first place. And we too can be robbed of this access into the life of God if we forget what God is trying to offer us, what he's trying to share with us and what he has shared with us. We can fall into feeling cut off from God in this way, particularly at the moment, if we're, we're robbed of being able to come to church and we can see that, yeah, this way that we're used to participating in the life of God is cut off from us. We can't access God in that way. But it's important for us to remember that the church is not simply a building. This building that only five of us are in right now is called the church because it's the place where the church gathers. Whereas the church we know is the people of God the members of the body of Christ, which is you and me and you and you and you, because you're all just on that camera tuning in from wherever. Um, the church is there, sitting in your lounge room now, sitting in your bedroom or your kitchen, wherever you're tuning in to watch this from. We are the church. And yes, the fundamental way that we gather and share in the life of God is through the sacraments and the liturgy. But our God is big enough that although we aren't able to do this at this time, we still have that access to his life. We're still able to tap in and he's able to reach us even where we are. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst, Jesus says. And again, if we think of how the Pharisees understood God as dwelling solely in the temple, we can look at St. Paul says to us that, do you not know that you are God's temple? and that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, God is so near to us that we're not cut off from him just because of a physical distance between us and an inability to gather. Jesus instructs us again, go to your private place and pray to your Father who sees you in secret. So although the, the challenges and the, the being cut off at this time might mean that we're encountering God in a different way, a different way to how we normally do or a different way to how we might prefer to do it, that we still have access into the life of God. We are still the church participating in worship together and God is still reaching out to us and sharing his life with us. In the letter of James that we read, our second reading today, he says, 
that pure, unspoilt religion in the eyes of God is this, coming to the help of orphans and widows when they need it. Now, James isn't ignoring the fact that our religion, um, our access and encounter with God is in the liturgy and the sacraments and what we do here in the church building. But he's saying that along with that, your sharing in the life of God is also when you love your neighbor, when you share the life of God that he's filled you with, with those that are in front of you. And that could be your neighbor or your family or friends or whoever you're encountering at this time. So far from the, the Pharisees' attitude of, of wanting to protect and defend and, and fearful and anxious about their access to the life of God, God shares his life with us so that we can go out and share it into the world. He fills us with his love so that we can love others, so that we can spread it forth rather than being fearful that if we go outside, we'll get cut off from God. Now, here again, we can worry about being robbed of this life and this access that we have with God because we can think that oh, if, I, if I reach out and kind of give of the life of God that I've got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run out or be empty. Or if I reach out, I'm gonna be cut off from God in some way. Or maybe it's simply that if I try and reach out and love others, I'll do the wrong thing. I'll embarrass them, I'll embarrass me. And especially at this time, we can feel helpless in trying to love others and share God's love because we're simply cut off physically from so many of those interactions that we would have. We can't go visit people as we would. We can't, um, we even just don't see our workmates if we're working from home or wherever, all those interactions we would be having throughout the day. But God's still filling us with his life and he still invites us to share in that life by sharing love with those around us. Now again, that might look different to how it normally would, but God could amaze us by the amazing impact that he can have through a simple phone call. The amazing impact that he might have through just a gift on someone's doorstep, even though you can't actually ring the doorbell and say hi. Something simple that we might think, you know, what, what good could that do? What impact will that possibly have? But God would encourage us. We might need to do something creative, but we'll think, oh, no, that's, that's silly. I don't want to do that. But God would encourage us. We can recognize that we don't want to be like these Pharisees, anxious and fearful and closed in. But let's take this encouragement from God to open up and to share the life that he fills us with share the love that he fills us with, with others around us. In the simple or small ways that we might be able to do that at this time, let's be courageous and be confident of what God wants to do amongst us and step out and although we might not be able to do much, let's hear God say, do what you can and see what I can do. Let's hear him say, do what you can and see that I am among you. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.